This is a place. This is a place. This is a place. We want to talk about this is a place. Welcome to This Is A Place podcast. My name is Brandon, and I'm here with a guy who will plan on firing his boss after listening to this podcast. Nate. Going to fire my boss? Yep. You're fired. <laughs> How's it going, Nate? Life's good. Life's going good. So um, somebody hacked my debit card this week. Oh, that's fun. And remember our episode about holiday oil and upsells? Mm-hmm. So I called into the, I'm in a credit union, and holy upsells, like... It took about 20 minutes before we got to the actual problem that I was calling for because she tried to upsell me on every little thing the credit union has to offer. So I thought that was interesting. My opinion is that credit unions have turned into what banks used to be. All the people left the banks and went to the credit unions, and now they're the ones doing all the upselling. Right. But after 20 minutes, it turned out that I have to wait until like the funds because they took about 550 bucks out. Oh, to, my gosh. To do a sprint startup something. And uh, – Anyways, yeah, 20 minutes in, she goes, oh, you have to wait till it clears your account before you can fill out a form. I'm like, so we just sat there for 20 minutes listening to upsells. <laughs> so, Did you buy anything or were you? No, nope, I kept telling her I'll go into the branch and get it figured out. Or, But, yeah, she's definitely reading from the script the whole time. It was a good week. I'm glad I caught it before they drained my account. So that's good. Yeah. So I still have $3 left. That's good. 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 How was your week? <laughs> It's good. Um, I think most of the week I spent looking forward to what happens today and BYU finally starts the season, the football season. College football's back. Yeah, we're excited about that. And the Jazz are done. Yep. So we won't talk about that. We don't have to talk about that. But what we have today is we have a very special guest um, who is going to provide a lot of insight into our topic. And that is Clint Betts from the Beehive. How's it going, Clint? Gentlemen, it's fantastic to be here with you. I'm a huge fan. I will say that uh, we have a podcast over at the Beehive called This Is The Place podcast. And so it's an honor to be on This Is A Place podcast. You know what? I like This Is A Place better. Better name. Fantastic choice, gentlemen. Well, thank you. You know, I found your guys' podcast after we'd already launched. I'm like, oh, no, everybody's getting confused. But hopefully Don't worry it's about it. generating traffic both ways, right? You know what? We've seen a 3,000% boost since you guys started your podcast. Everyone thinks uh, <laughs> that that podcast is now you. And so it's fantastic. I mean, they come on that podcast. They immediately turn away because it's not the two of you. But um, it's been awesome for us. Our numbers are real. You're really driving a lot of great audience numbers for us. So thank you, gentlemen, for everything you're doing. And you're not suing us anymore, right? For the oh, we're still uh, suing you, of course. Yeah. What are you? What are you talking about? There's yeah. There's we're still we're still in the middle of a lawsuit, guys. But thank you, friends. Right? Thank you even for that. Even that's great. You know, I've never been in a lawsuit before, so it feels good to be a part of one. Uh, the Beehive is a <laughs> the, the Beehive is a place where we tell stories. It's Utah based. It's all Utah writers. Um, it's a uh, it's it's really been an incredible journey. I think we've been doing it for about a year and a half, two years. Um, I, I highly encourage people to check it out. the The people who write for the Beehive have been incredible, and you're going to see some. 
really big changes and some big news around the beehive over the next, you know, a uh, couple months. So yeah, you go to the beehive.com, check it out. It's wonderful. That's as good as I can do in terms of the pitch guys, but it is, there, are, there is wonderful stories and they're funny stories. They're sad stories. There's all types of interesting stories, all kind of based on, you know, living here in uh, this place, Utah. So part of what our whole episode today is borrowing from one of those podcasts from within the Beehive, from your Strangerville, and you did a whole monologue about this very unique experience you had out in the sleepy town of Spanish Fork. Yeah, I'm from Spanish Fork, gentlemen. Uh, we talk with a little drawl out here. Um, you know, if you're from here, you call it Spanish Fark rather than Spanish Fork. Uh, it's a wonderful town. I still live out here, too. Do you guys ever fight with American Fork? We fight with everyone. Uh, that's a that's a very common that's a very common thing that happens here in Spanish Fork. Uh, we'll fight you for no reason at all. So uh, American Fork having a fork in there, and you know, uh, trying to be the more American vo- version of the forks. Uh, we don't like them at all. Why don't we have any spoons or knives? Why is it all forks? Good question. It's a great question. No answers. You stumped him. Are you still in Spanish Fork? Still live here. Well, uh, technically, I live a little bit outside of it, but yeah, still in this area. I'll die here, gentlemen. Spanish That's Fork home, for life. Huh? Yes. That's the way to be. It is beautiful down there, though, but it's growing like a weed as far as population, right? Yeah, that part sucks. A lot of American Forkers come into Spanish Fork. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm sure you've seen a lot of changes aside from just the population, but back in 1996 is what we're traveling back to today. And close to this upcoming Friday, September 11th, will be the anniversary of quite an event that really rocked your town. And that was the visiting of a riotous and very controversial band that stopped through there, right? Rage Against the Machine. Yeah, Rage Against the Machine came to Spanish Fork, Utah. You got the date correct on September 11th, 1996. And all hell broke loose in our small town. Can you tell us a little bit about your experience living yes. there? And- so you mentioned uh, that I performed, I guess you'd say performed or whatever you'd say. Uh, we do this show at the Beehive, Beehive called Strangerville, at least we did prior to COVID-19, where four storytellers take the stage and they, and they tell excellent stories. Somehow they let me uh, get up there and tell a story. And I told the story about Rage Against the Machine coming to Spanish Fork. If you'd like, gentlemen... I could give you a special performance of that, and you could add commentary to it. How does that sound? We would like nothing more. All right. Here we go. It's called Night of Rage. (laughs) That's the title. I'm already excited. I'm already Already excited. So I'm from Spanish Fork, Utah. 84660. That's our zip code, gentlemen. Uh, on September 11th, 1996, the band Rage Against the Machine played a sold-out show at the Spanish Fork Fairgrounds. The band was booked by accident. 
City officials didn't know who Rage Against the Machine was or the type of music they played when the contract was signed for them to perform in my hometown. The weeks leading up to the concert were the most controversial and anxiety-inducing in Spanish Fork history. Gentlemen, it was as though Satan himself had been invited to give a presentation to the teenagers of our community on why he should be worshipped and parents should be disobeyed. Think about this presentation, Satan coming here. The presentation would be given via PowerPoint, of course, because (laughs) Satan is evil. He'd show up to a school assembly wearing a tank top, Jenko jeans, and a backwards hat, smoking a cigarette like a badass. He'd flip (laughs) a chair around and sit in it the cool way. Remember when people would come to your school and they'd flip the chair around? and sitting at the cool way with the backwards hat. That's when Satan (laughs) would get real with us, and he tells the truth adults didn't want to hear. So that's what it was like. It was as though Satan himself was coming to our community. And That's not an exaggeration. Yeah, his dread. Everything cool. Everything cool you can have, Satan has. So the Sunday before Rage Against the Machine came to Spanish Fork, a letter was read from the pulpit of my church warning parents to keep their children indoors during the concert. <laughs> Not a joke. A letter was read from the pulpit of my church warning parents to keep their children indoors. Blinds should be shuttered. Earmuffs should be worn. Doors should be locked. If needed, your family should hide underneath the kitchen table until the concert was over. Now, I don't know. You guys both from Utah? Yes. yes, but okay, we're Salt so, Lake County, so yeah. All right, a all different. right. A little bit elitist, but all right. I'll let you. I'll let that pass. <laughs> so I don't know if you experienced this in Salt Lake County, but in Utah County, from time to time, these types of warnings were given from my church's pulpit. Even yeah, as has it happened to you guys? Oh yeah, but not so. Not, not about this, not, not about things thing. like this. No. Yeah. So let me let me let me see if these two these few things came up. Um, Even as an 11 year old, I was used to being scared out of my mind in an effort to avoid things that brought others joy. Right. So this wasn't the first time a letter had been read from my church's pulpit. For example, there was a letter read about don't want not watching The Simpsons because it's animated. Mm -hmm. Did you guys get that one? I don't know if we got over the pulpit, but been warned not to watch it because it's a bad influence on dads yeah. and kids for for us it was just it was animated one. it was just like hey that thing's animated that's weird uh you know, animated it's on fox yeah it's too weird too racy uh another one we got was the movie titanic shows a nipple mm-hmm. avoid seeing that. that you guys remember the I think nipple I remember letter? The passion of the christ i remember hearing about that not to watch that movie passion of the christ yeah but that was the only one i recall well, i remember titanic if you had a good girlfriend or whatever they would cover your eyes for you during that scene it's a big it's a big scene big scene <laughs> uh and then uh i got one that i think was specifically to me about stop shooting my brother with a bb gun every time i'm down at the farm i don't i doubt you guys got that one but i got that one no quite farm. a bit yeah so so let me tell you the night when you know the rage against the machine leading up to it the local news reports were wild uh, the fine people of Spanish Fork were worried and scared. 
a band that actively raged against the machine was coming to our peaceful town. We were literally, gentlemen, expecting riots and teenage frenzy. I don't know if you've seen this, but you can see it on YouTube, and I encourage people to do it. But in one news report, a woman was quoted as saying, I got a brother coming down with some dogs, and hopefully that'll scare them away if they decide to do anything. We've both seen it, and it's fantastic. Yeah, that's Unbelievable. I recommend everybody listening go see that YouTube clip. So I don't know about you gentlemen, but I, my family did not have a dog. Uh-oh. I felt, oh, man. yeah, I felt more than a little vulnerable. I'll be honest with you. Um, so, and to give you a sense, so this happened at the Spanish Fork City Fairgrounds, which weren't too far from my house. And when the night of the concert arrived, it seemed as though the typically blue sky turned gray. The moon was blood red. Uh, no joke, there were rumors of locusts roaming the abandoned streets. <laughs> It was terrifying, gentlemen. Uh, as the concert began, I was sitting with my brother in the bedroom we shared. I don't know if you guys, you guys, if you guys are from Salt Lake County, you're rich. You, you probably had your own bedroom. I never no, had my own bedroom. Shared. Yeah, I had to do the share. <laughs> I did the share too. Um, so we're sitting in there uh, in the bedroom we shared. He's, he's two years older than me. And for some reason, he didn't seem at all worried about this hedonistic band performing just down the road. In fact, I remember him saying, and this is exactly how he talks, I bet there's a sick mosh pit going on right now. I remember him <laughs> saying that. Oh, what the heck? Uh, he said that as the faint sound of an electric guitar could be heard from a distance. Now, gentlemen, I don't know if you knew what a mosh pit was when you were 11 years old, but I did not know what that was. I wasn't going to ask. What I did is I crawled underneath my bed and I began to pray. Uh, as I was seeking safety from a higher power, my brother put a CD in our little boombox, and a song I'd never heard began playing. So, gentlemen, at this point, I was used to listening to Garth Brooks. So the sounds <laughs> I was hearing blew. Spanish Fork Child. Of course, Garth Brooks is wonderful. I mean, my very first story, uh, not to derail this at all, but my first story I published on the Beehive.com was an ode to Garth Brooks, and it is long. And it is probably not worth reading, but uh, I went pretty deep I'm on Garth Brooks. Read it anyway. You should go read it. I encourage everyone to go read the Garth Brooks love letter that I put together for one of his albums. Um, so, so my brother put uh, a song on our little boombox. You guys remember those boomboxes with like the CD on top and all that type of stuff? Absolutely. Um, probably got one this, in the room, probably. Yeah. So you guys know what you're doing. Somehow you have one in the current room you're in in 2020. That feels right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so as I was crawling out from underneath my bed, I asked my brother over the music, what is this? It's amazing. And my brother looked at me like I was an idiot. He said, this is Rage Against the Machine. They're awesome. Huh. So, uh, you know, I, I listened to Rage Against the Machine with my brother on this little boombox. Unbelievable. They're great. No worries at all. Um, and, and of course, gentlemen, the concert went off without incident. Everyone made it to school and work the next day. The sky was again blue. The moon was again, whatever happens to be its normal color. And soon after, Spanish Fork banned any concert from ever being performed at the fairgrounds again. 
And I believe that ban is still in place. At all. That ban, I mean, this is 1996, gentlemen. That ban is still in place today, I think. Don't fact check. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> but it's I know there is a ban. I feel like it's still there. The only thing that ever happens at that fairgrounds is we hold a rodeo. Like good upstanding citizens. We rodeo it up in the middle of June, and that's the only thing that happens there. There's no concerts there. Not um, to derail again, but I love the Spanish Fork Rodeo. It's a good that's rodeo. A, it's the best rodeo in the state. I'll fight Absolutely. anyone who says otherwise. As a good Spanish Forkian does, we fight. <laughs> <laughs> Not like the American Fork Rodeo. That one sucks. Yeah, American Fork Rodeo. Pfft, give me a break. So uh, this uh, experience, Rage Against the Machine, coming to my hometown, Spanish Fork, Utah, was the first time in my life I realized adults don't know what they're talking about. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, It was an important night, gentlemen. It was a night of rage. So uh, it was crazy. It was unbelievable to have Rage Against the Machine come to our hometown uh, totally when the people who booked him totally unaware who they were and just the overall outcry was unbelievable. So what was people's reaction the day after that were worried about the riots? The riots? Were they surprised or do you even remember? My sentiment was everyone, felt or... it was like a shrug. It was just like, yeah, all right, back to normal. But make sure that never happens again, so let's ban any band from ever coming to Spanish Fork again. That was the real reaction, is let's make sure that there's a ban in place so this never happens again. As I watched on one of the, I think probably the same one talking about the dogs, the lady said, we just can't risk, we're not going to decide who can come and who can't, so we're just going to ban it all, which is absolutely appropriate. Feels right, right? Uh, We make uh, coherent sound and thoughtful decisions here in Spanish Fork, Utah. But everybody's safe. Everybody's safe. That's what's important. Everybody's safe. Well, that was a a wonderful story, and thank you so much for sharing that with us. Yeah, thanks for having me on, gentlemen. Uh, Keep doing what you're doing. This is a place podcast. Unbelievable. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. I will say, um, if you're interested, if you're still a big Rage Against the Machine fan, there is a change.org petition to bring them back. To Spanish Fork. It'll never so, happen. 60% yeah. of the time, they work every time. 60% of the time, every time. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, maybe though, I don't know if you knew this, Clint, but they came two years later to University of Utah and opened up for U2. So talk about two different styles of bands performing together. Interesting. That would have been a great concert to go to. I was... Outside the stadium, listening to it. I wasn't inside, but I went outside and listened to it. But yeah, definitely two different types of music for sure. Yeah. But we did not have the night of rage here in Salt Lake City. <laughs> yeah, they probably came, which it sounds like they did. And everyone just was like, yeah, bands come to places. What do you want? All right, Clint. Well, thank you so much for again coming on, sharing your experience. And I guess we will see you in court. Yep. Thank you, gentlemen. I uh, can't wait to see you both in suits and ties. And, you know, we're going to have a real battle royale in the courtroom over uh, this is the place versus this is a place. Uh, keep doing what you're doing in the meantime until I shut you down. All right. Well, sounds like our podcast isn't going to last for much longer. We have a GoFundMe page. <laughs> <laughs> 
to help us fight. You can find it in the comments for the Change the Red page. In for... court, so if you're a fan, please <laughs> donate. Please. And uh, we will send you a This is a Place sticker. There's stickers now? No, but we will get them. <laughs> we need to get on the stickers and the shirts. But we need the money first. Oh, yeah. Then we can pay for the stickers. What about the legal fees? One thing at a time. <laughs> but that well, was awesome. I yeah. Clint on there. Um, that story is just, number one, well written, but two, super funny. It's my third time listening to that story, and it still stops. Yeah, so I guys was listening and having to hear me laugh over his talking, but it's I was trying hard not to. But he's a he's a funny guy. So we kind of j- jumped into it. And maybe some listeners don't even know who Rage Against the Machine is. That's true. I was talking with my nephews earlier today because they are fans of the podcast. Of course. So shout out to them. Um, But they asked what our next episode was going to be about. And I said Rage Against the Machine, which is interesting because their dad is a pretty big fan of Rage. And they didn't know who who they were. And so I looked at him because he was sitting right there too, shaking my head and saying... You, you're done wrong. You haven't, <laughs> you haven't learned your kids correctly. So, and he said he needs to introduce them to find music of rage. Yes. Well, we are not a political podcast, and we never get political. So we're not going to... That's our other podcast. Yeah. So we're not going to do that today. What I will say about Rage Against the Machine is they're pretty political. Right. Yes. They are an American rock band. Originally from L.A., and they started in 1991. And When I was 11. Whoa. So Clint was 11 when they came, but I was 11 when they started. There you go. I was... There's the time. You weren't even... <laughs> I was a twinkle in my father's eye. Fair enough. But they have some... A lot of controversy that has followed them. They stormed Wall Street at one point. They shut down Wall Street the first time ever in 200 years. Of Wall Street being shut down, right? That was them, and they they were the first ones to do it? Mm-hmm. They shut wow. it down. Shut it down. Mm-hmm. I think they were filming a music video, which they did have a permit for, if I read correctly. And you know what Rage does? And people got nervous, and they shut down Wall Street for the day. In oh. In the afternoon. I thought they just, it was an impromptu visit to Wall Street. Maybe we read two different articles. But, you know, like everything you read on the Internet is true. So now we are we fact check, checking we get everything right the first time. So, yeah, they they had permits, but they still shut down Wall Street because yeah. how scary. Well, I don't remember. think they have permits to go to Wall Street, but we'll have to go ahead. Google it yourself. <laughs> <laughs> we just tell you where to go to find the information. We don't really give you the information on here. We just read headlines. Yeah. OK, fair. <laughs> One other thing they shut down was their own performance on SNL. So they were scheduled. They did perform on SNL quite a few years ago, but they unfurled a American flag upside down, which they were told not to do. And so they decided not to let them continue their performance and kicked them out. And they haven't been invited back. I don't think so. And they're not much, they haven't done a lot of stuff lately, but recently they actually were making a comeback for 2020, but 2020 said, how about no? And <laughs> so I guess they didn't come back well, yet. They, they were on a news article, I think about a week ago, 
um, saying that it's their fault that Trump was elected president because in one of their videos back in either 99 or 2000, there's a guy holding up a Trump for president sign. So it's their fault. They predicted Trump becoming president. So Rage Against the Machine's iconic Sleep Now in the Fire video, in which a man holds up a play card reading Donald J. Trump for President 2000. Bearing in mind, promo came out 20 years ago. This was the one that shut down Wall Street. What was that? The Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, it was the New York Stock Exchange, right? That they shut down for the day. So what really happened was Trump saw the Rage Against the Machine video. He saw the Simpsons episode. And those two things, he decided he should run for president. Yeah, it's true. And Oprah also asked him way back when if he would ever run for president. Three 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 strikes. Three strikes. He's like, just going to (laughs) happen. Might as well do it. I mean, there's good reason for why the city was scared to have a band like this play, being such a conservative place. They didn't want their children being corrupted, but there wasn't going to be any riots because That's of it. That's my question. Like, what did you really think was going to happen? So I would be a little nervous as a parent sending my kid to a concert, but I, didn't, mm-hmm. I just don't quite understand the hype of them coming to your town and what you thought was going to happen. So I don't know if I'd go to a Rage concert. Maybe, maybe when they eventually come back to Spanish Fork, we'll have to go to that. Well, if they come to Spanish Fork, no doubt we're there. Yeah. First in line. We'll we'll camp out at Smith Ticks to get our tickets, right? Yeah. Well, I went down to Spanish Fork yesterday. Had to go visit and see where it all happened. And I listened to some Rage Against the Machine inside the stadium. And I did a little bit of moshing myself. Do you go destroy the town while you're there, too? Nope. I just, so I'll tell you what happened. We pulled up and it was wide open. And I was quite surprised that the whole fairgrounds were open to anybody. So I just, I was a little nervous because I like to keep the rules. Not a big trespasser. Big trespasser. You'll know this as you've, you've seen it from time to time, but just go ahead and do it. I mean, we're doing a Rage Against the Machine episode. I just had to push against the man and just go for it. And go get your rage out. Yeah. So. Took my, my wife and my daughter, and we went in, and we, we raged against the machine. Good job. <laughs> <laughs> you, you'll find the video on the, the social medias if you go check that. But I think that's about it. I mean, I, I do love Spanish Fork. I think it's a... It's a really great town. It's a great, um, quiet town, and you're still close enough to... Big commercial, I guess you could say. Yeah, it's just a little bit south of Provo, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're close to everything. You're an hour away from Salt Lake. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I I did a lot of. There was one song, so I served a mission for my church, and there was one song I quoted quite a lot on the mission from Rage Against the Machine. Oh yeah, yeah. Which one? So I okay. So there's the song, their their main song. Everyone knows. If you don't know any Rage Against Machine, you're gonna know Killing the Name 
of, right? Mm-hmm. Back in the LimeWire days, when I used to download all the music, got into Rage Against Machine, and I really wanted to find that song. But I never was able to find it because I'd always type in Killing in the Name of Love. Because <laughs> that's what I thought it was. Killing in the name of... They're a good band. They're enjoyable. They might be upset that we're talking about them on this Utah podcast. Oh, great. Now they're going to sue oh, us no. for misinformation. So again, go to our GoFundMe page. <laughs> we're involved in help two us, lawsuits right now. the man. Keep us going. Lots of cease and desist as well that we've received, but we're gonna kick. We're gonna kick against the the man. We're gonna rage against the machine and just keep plugging on. Keep moving forward. Keep moving forward. Thanks for listening to this is a place podcast. See you next week. Cool